BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. You know, I, I wrestle with um, this press conference. Yesterday at the Hall of Justice, San Francisco's District Attorney George Gascon made an announcement about two separate deadly police shootings of men of color. While clearly under the law today, no crime has occurred, that answer was very unsatisfactory. Gascon said he is not filing charges against the police officers who shot and killed Mario Woods in 2015 and Luis Gongoro in 2016. The conflict that I have is that I don't necessarily believe that the use of force was necessary. Today, a district attorney who says he can't file charges against the officers because the law wasn't broken. But he also says the law should change. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. I think the DA himself and members of his team know how angry a lot of portions of the community in San Francisco are over these two different shootings. Alex Emsley covers criminal justice for KQED. If he didn't know it already, he's been made aware that people have been watching him very closely and pressuring him to make a different decision, frankly, than he made today. We're about to head back a few years to December 2015. And here's just a warning. There will be some disturbing sounds of video that captured the Mario Woods shooting. It's hard to overstate how much changed about the SFPD in the wake of the Mario Woods shooting. There was a lot of tendency on the part of public officials, the mayor at the time, the late mayor, Ed Lee, um, former police chief Greg Sir, um, city supervisors, etc., who were treating what was sort of a um, critical mass of demands for police reform coming out of other parts of the country as something that didn't really apply to San Francisco. Right, because we at this moment in time, we were seeing all kinds of videos, all kinds of police shootings on social media. A lot of people point to the 2014 shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, as a tipping point in public consciousness. Um, But but at the time, San Francisco could say, and I think many officials were saying, that's terrible elsewhere. And then there was this video. Oh my God, drop it! Drop it! That showed um, a black man who 
uh, I think many observers don't feel like was posing a threat to the officers in the moment when many of them fired many, many rounds at him and, and you can and you watch him die. Why was that shooting such a big deal and have such an impact? I think largely um, because it was caught on video. And, and But there are other aspects of it, too. Um, you can see in the video that Mario Woods, he isn't armed with a gun. He's armed with a, a very small knife that he keeps down by his side um, at all times during the confrontation with the police officers. So it, people can look at that video and see that he doesn't really pose a threat. And you see what a San Francisco supervisor described as a firing line. What changed in the police department? There was immediate rhetoric coming out from some community leaders that, you know, this is our Ferguson. That no longer can you say that this isn't happening here. New at 11, an angry outburst at San Francisco police tonight as people in the community demand answers after the shooting death of a 26-year-old man. And then within a few days of that shooting, um, Mayor Ed Lee held a press conference and said, we're going to completely rewrite uh, our use of force policies, the, the rules governing how and when officers can use not just their firearms, but other types of weapons and, and force that they can use as well. I have directed Chief Sir to take specific, immediate steps to ensure they have more options to resolve situations with the minimum use of force. But it also led to, to two separate calls uh, to federal authorities, to the U.S. Department of Justice, to intervene in the SFPD somehow. The Department of Justice announced in February 2016 that it would review the San Francisco Police Department. So after people were calling for reforms and the police department appeared to try to move quickly on, on maybe improving some parts of the department, did things get better? It didn't happen right away. After the Mario Woods shooting... Within about a, almost exactly four months, Luis Gongora was killed uh, by two police officers in San Francisco's Mission District. From the time the officers confronted this man sitting on the ground uh, on a Mission District street holding a knife, um, to the time that the final shot was fired that killed him, was 22 seconds. And then about a month after that, Jessica Williams was killed while driving a car that had been reported stolen in uh, the city's Bayview District. Police say she was behind the wheel of a stolen car. They say when officers approached her, she drove off, going forward and then in reverse. At some point, a sergeant fired a single shot. The woman died at the hospital. She was an African-American woman. And that day, the very day that she was shot, uh, a few hours later, Greg Sir resigned. That all happened on May 19th, 2016. The late Mayor Ed Lee asked for Sir's resignation. The progress that we've made has been meaningful. But it hasn't been fast enough, not for me and not for Greg. And that's why I have asked Chief Sir for his resignation. What did Gascon say today? He said that he is not filing charges against these police officers, that it is a very clear-cut case, that no crime was committed. And the conclusion that we came to after consulting with many, is that under current law, these two uses of force are lawful. Therefore, there will be no prosecution. And then he said, we need to change the law. 
And I personally believe that we need to move in a different direction, and that's why I'm supporting AB 931. This bill was introduced after the Stefan Clark shooting um, last month by uh, two state legislators, Kevin McCarthy and Shirley Weber. We're not saying that law enforcement officers can never use deadly force. I want to stress that. Deadly force can be used, but only when it is completely necessary. It would change it from the national constitutional standard right now, which is a reasonable standard. What would a reasonable officer do um, to a necessary standard? Was it necessary under the totality of an incident to have used that level of force? What were the words that Gascon used today to talk about what he felt about not being able to charge the officers involved? Well, I think he said he was disturbed. He's disturbed. And he does he feel like he should have been able to prosecute? I want to describe his position accurately, but it is very nuanced. It, it's, it's almost very difficult to translate because the immediate question that comes to mind is, OK, so if this law was on the books, what you're saying is that you would charge the officers involved in the Mario Woods shooting and the, the Luis Gongoro shooting. And he says, no, I'm not saying that. He hmm. says it would change the legal analysis, but it, he he's not certain that that would lead to a criminal charge because it's not a law that's on the books. He hasn't done that legal analysis. You know, let's just simply say that if it was minimum necessary, there would be a different analysis. But I, I, I don't want to engage in speculation today because what I'm really trying to get is to a different place, and that is how we move new legislation forward. I think what he's saying, though, and, and, and the bigger point that he definitely did want to underscore is it's not necessarily about whether an officer should be criminally charged. That's not the biggest reason why he supports it. The reason he supports it is he says oftentimes policies and practices will follow the law. There are many laws on the books today that were not there years ago, and they have caused behavior to be modified. And it's, it's basically you're preventing a shooting before it occurs. Why not? just try to prosecute the officers who are involved in this. Make a statement. Why not take a swing at this and just try? I've actually asked him that very question over the past few years. Um, He always gives me the same answer, which basically boils down to it would be unethical for him to charge a case where he doesn't believe a crime has even been committed. So, of course, after George Gascon gave this news, there was reaction from some of the people who were, I think, most deeply and closely affected by these deaths. Buenas tardes a todos. Y muchas gracias por acompañarnos con nuestro dolor. Some of them were cousins of Luis Gongora. They've been active in speaking about their lost loved one and the effect it's had on them and their family and, and what they're, they're calling for, you know, some form of justice. Mr. Gaston is a coward. He did not have the courage to do his job. They were also there with an attorney who works for the law offices of John Burris. Adante Pointer represents both the family of Luis Gongora and the family of Mario Woods. If it's not a slam dunk, then they're unwilling to touch it. But there are numerous cases and people who are coming in and out of this building right now who are being prosecuted on much thinner charges, much thinner evidence. And he said, frankly, this is not a surprising decision. It is very rare 
for a district attorney to um, file charges in a case like this. But he believes that that was the just decision in both of these cases, and it should have happened here. All we were looking for here was a shot at justice, a modicum of justice. Absent, like, very extreme circumstances, you don't see police officers charged in these cases. And I think that that um, holds up if you look around the country. You don't see criminal charges in very many police shootings. Alex, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks. San Francisco District Attorney George Gascon is the only DA in the state backing AB 931. The bill would change the standard by which officers are judged, which means they would only be allowed to use deadly force when it's necessary, as opposed to the current state standard, which says you can use it when it's reasonable. To see Alex's criminal justice reporting, go to our website at kqed.org. You can also follow him on Twitter. He's at SF News Reporter. The Bay was produced this week by Vinny Tong and Erica Aguilar. Senior editors are Julia McAvoy, Holly Kernan, and Ethan Lindsay. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Have a great weekend. You ever wonder what politicians in the Bay Area and up in Sacramento are saying when the mics aren't turned on? Chances are Scott Schaefer and Marisa Lagos know, and it's probably a little entertaining. I have to say, though, that if every legislator, whoever used vulgar language, well, yeah, uh, was suspended other. from all the committees, uh, they wouldn't have a quorum. Subscribe to Political Breakdown wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.